How you doing? This is Lance Henriksen, and I'm Skyping from the, a planet newly discovered, and you're on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message that brings your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. And it's TalkCast 127. It's Saturday, bloody Saturday night here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 12 protoplasm recovery station and Slurpee, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, Soundboard Vixen and Vampire DuJour. She's O positive? A positive. A positive. I don't know how positive she is, but she's Kriana. Hey, the arterial spray is the most delicious part. From the stacks of her personal silent zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, she's O negative, but she's so, so positive. It is Sombrarian. Actually, I'm A positive as well, because Kriana and I are the Overachievers Club. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, it's Plasma Man! Illustrator X. (laughs) Why are there so many songs about rainbows and what's on the other side? At least he didn't sing. Thank God for small <laughs> favors. And joining him is his lovely ingenue, the sexy vampirella with green Vulcan blood, the dead redhead. Oh. <laughs> Was that a triple? Are you just happy to see me? What up, Bob? <laughs> And, of course, from the Outpost Gallifrey and Infomaniac Catch Release Center at the Provincetown Alcohol Reclamation Project Center, fully drained and ready to go, it's Awake by Java. I think I've got too much on my platelet. Oh! Bad And in honor of Saturday, Bloody Saturday, our guest this evening is the lovely Laura Ortiz. I don't have blood. but you can be here anyway yay (laughs) laura is uh an actor she is in the new show holliston yes on fearnet and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the hills have eyes we're going to talk about robot chicken and all kinds of other neat stuff in the second half hour and laura's joining us for the whole show so she gets to make snarky comments along with everybody else Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes for the first half hour. And that works. <laughs> Don't ask me that. anything. It's yes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's dangerous. Oh, wait. That's dangerous. Don't that's that. dangerous territory. Oh, I'm so yes. glad this gets taped. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start the show where we always start the show after we've started the show with the Facebook poll for this week. Who Yay. is this most incompetent sci-fi villain? Well, first we have to give our props to Tracy because Tracy Hickman from last week kind of gave us our idea for this one. 
So we asked people, who is the most incompetent sci-fi villain? So number three, I don't know how sci-fi he is, but somebody added him and he took off like a rocket, which we'll get to in a second. But Wiley Coyote came in as number three. Okay. I would count that as sci-fi. Really? Well, somebody, uh, somebody does. Yeah. It was when me. I was a kid. I will I used- put that out there. When I was a kid, I used to get really upset. This is this is an aside because I always thought, what if Wiley Coyote's parents were watching the cartoon? Wouldn't they be upset? This used to really bother me. <laughs> That's a really odd reaction. To animation. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did. I was so concerned they were sitting at home going, "That boy." <laughs> See, now I'm imagining Wiley Coyote with like overbearing helicopter parents saying, you know, you haven't caught that Roadrunner yet, and that's just an embarrassment, and how am I going to face the other coyotes down at the club? I I like how they're not worried for his safety, they're embarrassed by his failure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, where did you guys grow up? That sounds like my childhood. (laughs) And that Java explains a lot. A lot. (laughs) Coming in second was... Coming in at number two was, and this one I still can't believe, uh, Team Team Rocket from Pokemon. They were pretty incompetent. Jesse James. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, sometimes we call Drew and her... What do we call him? Captain Hair Gel? (laughs) Twilight Hair? (laughs) Sometimes we call them Team Rocket. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes, and Drew, if you're listening tonight, sorry about that. Not really. Next, we'll tell childhood stories about you to embarrass you further. Yes. I don't think so. I've got some good coming... ones saved up. <laughs> coming and in at number one. Box. Coming in at number one is Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. I don't think what? that should even count. That's a really odd choice. Those are three very odd choices. I, th- well, I think it just shows what an odd, eclectic group of, of listeners we actually have that yeah. that's the most incompetent one they could come up with. And it was an intentionally incompetent one, so I don't think it even should count. I don't well, understand. My, see, but my favorite was one that uh, only a couple people went with, uh, Moist. I thought he was perhaps one of the most incompetent superheroes ever. Well, see, I don't I think, think he's incompetent think... because he really disgusts me on a visceral level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I think that Moist was very in tune with his place in the world of villainry. I really okay. do. I mean, he was he was like he, I think I think his one line was uh, something along the lines of the most that I can do is make people feel mildly uncomfortable, and that's you know he's that very I think good that. At that. Yeah, he shows he shows great <laughs> self uh, self understanding. So I, I mean, I guess I guess it's I guess it's how you define success as a supervillain. Is it like oh. external, like as they're they're dastardly, or, or is it internal as they achieve their goals? Well, this well, I was I'm, expecting I'm, more I'm a more interesting way group. Damn much into this, this point. <laughs> I thought we'd have let's, a much more interesting let's group Let's spend of the villains, entire but... half hour talking about this. Oh, let's do that. I was going to say, we could. speaking of uncomfortable, what else is in the news? Well, the one well thing- I can tell you what's not uncomfortable, because they look supremely comfortable. That's DC Comics' new line of 
comic book based panties, bras, and boxers. Okay, they okay, wait, wait, so wait, wait. Java? Comfortable. Java, yeah. I will pay to see you in one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's this year's Comic Con raffle, everyone. Is <laughs> if you win, you get to no, choose. No, I- I mean, I would gets to wear some lacy, like Wonder Woman. (laughs) Nice spandex, very spandex. (laughs) It's it's actually yeah, quite quite interesting. And somehow I don't think you're going to look good in it, Java. But we'll raffle you off anyway. It's okay. (laughs) I think you could pull it off. I would totally, I would totally rock those Batman boxer briefs, man. Those (laughs) things are awesome. The only thing that could make those hotter is a utility belt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And I have one of those. This is happening, everyone. This is happening. Oh yeah, it's totally happening. It's totally happy, 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 happy. It's about time that Bunkaroos came into the new century. I really do. I mean, you know, if you're going out romancing the the ladies or the fellas, you can't you can't be wearing your your funky '60s Aquaman underoos. Those just aren't going to fly. You need some something something new and swanky. Some diesel. <laughs> really, all you need adventure or something. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I I did notice that Aquaman is missing from the lineup. That's pretty sad. Well, well, I think he's he's pretty sad. Exactly yeah, he's like the lamest superhero on the face of the planet. He is. Oh, he is. No, they're, they're hey, why wasn't that whole? Anyway. So the only really big movie thing that happened this week was that uh, that tiny little uh, Hunger Games film. Oh, is that an indie? Uh, yeah, I think it's. An indie film. <laughs> is that the is one that, that they're called? releasing unrated? No. <laughs> oh, they should have. They should have, like, you know, said something about that in the media. You know, maybe had some yeah. ads or write-ups about it. There should have been publicity <laughs> the studios somewhere. Studios never support for that one. these indie films, you know. No, they don't. I swear. And I mean, it was but, only 158 million in the first weekend, so I think we're doing okay. It only but, uh, smashed box office records. Anyone else want to cry for Hollywood a little more? Yeah. And um, on a serious I... note for a moment, um, we've been requested not to have any spoilers because Java still hasn't seen it, lazy hey, bastard. You, you, and I, you neither can, has our, honestly, our guest tonight. You, but you I'm can't, working. You can't, <laughs> okay. you can't spoil it, really. I mean, I've read the book. It's true. I, um, well, there were some changes, um, very, very small ones. I will say that despite the very, very small problems it had, overall it left me feeling very happy, which for a book based on a movie is nearly impossible. Except for the other way around. Or even, or even a movie based on a, <laughs> a movie book. Based, yeah, that one. It's opposite day here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and <laughs> I didn't tell any of you yeah. because that would make it not opposite day. <laughs> Bizarro Heather loves books based on movies. <laughs> no, it's it's one of the things that uh, is is really becoming an issue, and that is that by the time a book gets to be a movie, it's a a pale pale shadow of itself. There's uh, a remake that is just starting up again, and it really is bothering me. Uh, the original 1984 with Edmund O'Brien was perhaps 
one of the most visceral science fiction films ever made. It was remade in 1984 uh, with John Hurt. And for people who thought that you couldn't change the original, and you could not do the original, they were actually proved wrong in that one. That was the, a good one. The 1984 version was absolutely amazing. So once you've had two amazing revs of a film, and they've both done an excellent job of portraying that book to the screen in very different ways, why in the name of God do you do it again? I will tell you why. To go three because for this three. time Shepard Fairey is involved, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with it. And I think that the art direction, if they go forward with the project, because it's still huh. in the very, very earliest stages, I think that the art direction is going to be amazing. Well, and here's the thing. 1984 is one of those stories that does not suffer from being reimagined because every single time that it's it's dealt with, it's going to take on new aspects that it didn't have in the last iteration. That's true. It's like right. it's like when you, I will I will continually go see um anytime I get a chance, I will go see The Tempest. Or I will I'll yes. go see any Shakespeare play. I'll see yes. it as many times. I'll see it when it's being done stupidly by people yep. who have no business doing Shakespeare because it I I will get something out of it from that from that presentation. And Java, I think that Java for once I could kiss you right now. I think that I think it'll be really interesting because in nineteen eighty four the world was a very different place than it is now. Tell right. the one thing that really concerns me this time is that the bar has been set so amazingly high by the last two incarnations. And uh, at this point, it's one of those things where if you're going to go after, you know, a, a piece of lit that's been done well, why this one? Okay, maybe there's, maybe there's a new story to tell there. I don't know. I'm anxious to see it, but I'm afraid. Afraid. Next, you'll be telling me they're going to remake Hills Have Eyes. I mean, come on. Oh, jeez. No, I, I, you know, I think that you are really connect with the 1984 that happened previously. But, yep. you know, people from younger generations may connect with this one more. So You're calling Those me of us who perhaps were not born right. in 1984. <laughs> um, 2000. Oh, oh, my heart. Wow, wow. Okay, fine. Oh. Call me old. Have fun. Have fun calling me old. Oh, my I always heart. enjoy we, calling we you old. We usually do. Yeah, I, I didn't even know English in 94. <laughs> 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 Let alone know a movie called 1984. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what else that I could see whenever I get the chance, and that's Batman Live. Which is coming to the U.S. Oh. It's going to be amazing. Oh. Hopefully, sure. it'll have less injuries than Spider-Man. I take back my kiss, Java. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I mean, it, this is a criti critically acclaimed show. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. it's going to explain that it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't put I, much I, stock in critics. <laughs> hey, That's you know job. what? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. We're waiting, Java. Please yeah, tell I, us how I, good this is going to be. I got nothing. So we, watch the trailer. <laughs> we, we can make fun of you for days. What, like, that's not going to happen anyway. What, watch the Batman Live trailer. I mean, it's it's not good. But it might be entertaining. 
I'm with you. I would watch something like that. I love musicals, and I, I like even bad musicals. I didn't like Shrek, though. But I feel like Batman, I would give that a chance. How about, how about uh, Laura, how about Mars Attacks, the musical? Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> Always yes. <laughs> See? I, I, gotta I, know. Thought, I, am... I just thought that you, you can sing anything, really, and yeah. make it entertaining. Oh, Absolutely. my God. <laughs> Except for Illustrator X. <laughs> who's not allowed to sing ever. You know, you guys are giving her the impression that I can't sing. <laughs> really? Are we? Now, how, well, you could how, have just sung about, and we could give her the same impression that way. What about my Queen tribute band? But <laughs> 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 uh, well, no, you're right. I mean, We couldn't think of any other way to tell you. As long as I think the only crime a musical could be would be if it's boring. There we go. Is it going to be boring at all? Season two of Game of Thrones. Are you sure about that? Yeah, are you sure about that? I don't know. I am so sure about that. It better not be. It's got to live (laughs) up to season one. I'll tell you that. I got bored in the middle of season one, so. I'm so excited. I love this show. I really do. I think that it's fantastic. It's fun and it's entertaining and it's and it's you know, it's witty. It's I don't know. I just I I cannot wait for it to start. After the disappointment that Walking Dead was this season, I really oh. want a show to blow me away for a second time. You're like Tom Cruise I, and Game of Thrones is like your Katie Holmes. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. But see, so many people are like that, and I, that's what I think is going to be the biggest uh, problem with it is that there's this buildup for it, and and whether or not it can live up to expectations is, is the real question. But is there? I mean, I keep hearing all the buzz for uh, Walking Dead and so forth for genre. People seem to have forgotten about Play of Chairs here. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think well, you're just not, not looking in the right places. Not at all. Yeah, just I the think... other day, I saw a post for Targaryen Geek Soap. Oh God! Okay. What? Hey! <laughs> Don't you guys follow Geek Soap? They make soap that's geeky. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> no, Game no. Of, Game of Thrones. There's a lot of buzz for it. I just, I am so it, disillusioned by the books and so disappointed. George R. R. Martin. I know he's never going to be on the show because I've said I hated him so many times. But I hate yeah, you. He's never coming on the no, show. No, he's going to be like, uh, screw you guys. You hate me, and I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Thanks for making my job easy. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Wow, did we just break up all the hell, didn't we? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, George, <laughs> stop, stop that. <laughs> all is forgiven. He, he owns Skype. <laughs> George Martin just kicked your ass, but that's okay. <laughs> Guys, it, it actually didn't break up at all in this end, so it's not going to be in the recording, and you just sound really weird right now. Oh, that's okay, because okay, Kriana, He's I have a question for you. Okay. If you were making a fan film, say a Star Trek fan film. Uh, Next Generation? And you could cast anyone to play the part of Sulu. Oh, original series. Original series. Who would be the coolest Sulu you could come up with? Grant Imahara? (laughs) (laughs) Explain. I, I don't know what else there is to explain except for Grant Imahara is going to be an amazing Star Trek fan film. <laughs> and it's Grant Imahara. 
For those of you who don't know who Grant Imahara is... He pl- he makes robots. He makes robots. He's on Mythbusters. He's awesome. If you don't know who he is, go jump off a bridge. Um, um, would you cast him or would you cast his robot? Yeah. You know what? You know what? For Sulu, I would still cast him. I'd probably cast the robot as Spock. There you go. Sorry, Todd Abercorn, whoever you are. taking votes, I'll put in for Samuel L. Jackson. I think he'd make an awesome Sulu. What? <laughs> oh yeah. You, you know the the other Drink thing. The other thing that's uh, notable about this fan film is uh, Mr. Scott is going to be played by Chris Duhon, who is James Duhon's, James Duhon's son. son. Yes. So. I thought we already had Mr. Scott. It was. Um... No, no, no. This is a fan film. Oh, a fan film. Fan okay. film. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they the got Star Trek, this franchise has some fan base. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's somebody really likes it. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just one of those small indie things, like that Hunger Games thing. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> oh, and this this other new indie project, which is obviously underfunded and under talked about, which is the new Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm doing this to it, you. It has Colin Farrell in it. And I love Colin Farrell. Like, serious. And, and so did the Daredevils. <laughs> that got three bads. Just, just. I, I th- I'm excited about it. I am. I'm gonna seriously. Be I think. Yeah, I am. I mean, the, I, I don't have a lot. Good? Did was you get hit in the head as a child? Good? Were you dropped? Wait, I I don't have any <laughs> great love for the first movie. I really don't. Well, I, neither I, do I. Uh, no. But you know what? The, the trailer looks pretty good uh and you know it's been a while since i've seen colin farrell and something so colin farrell we sh- can join the ranks of people who will never be on our show because we've insulted them too much now <laughs> he'd still be on your show you think so Aww. yes he would <laughs> he would and he'd talk in that adorable accent and he wouldn't need to do anything else <laughs> <laughs> You know who I really want to have on the show, and this is just a whimsical wish and has nothing to do with any sort of segue? Benedict Cumberpatch. Oh, yes. Also, I just wanted to say Benedict Cumberpatch again. And you did. And I did. But you know that Wishbone is the best Sherlock Holmes ever. I will try to get (laughs) Barnaby Crumblebum on the show, I promise. (laughs) And we've alienated another one. Great. You know, but that, that brings up a good point, because... There's so many great actors like Benedict Cumberbatch in the new Hobbit movie, and yeah. some of them are even awesome enough to step up against the people who are being douchebags, like the whoever the people are who want to, the, whoever these people are who want to close down the Hobbit pub, the the undefined mass of people who I now hate. Um, <laughs> you know, these are the same people who go around at Christmas time to to like malls and tell the children waiting in line that there is no Santa Claus. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. fun no ruiners. Spoilers. No spoilers. What? It's, it's not like this is a. T- <laughs> oh, no. See what you just did, Kriana. I'm not saying there is no Santa Claus. I'm saying that that's what these people tell people. Children. It's not true, children. Laura. It's oh. okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh Santa Claus oh really God. exists, but these evil people want to kill him. I'll be him. right back. <laughs> <laughs> that said, though, uh, the the two people who are in the Hobbit movie that are that are, you know, doing awesome things are Stephen Fry and um, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen. Fucking um, Gandalf he, saved the Hobbit pub. 
fucking yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Because because you know what? Maybe it's it's a noun or a worth verb. it. <laughs> yeah, because if that's a verb. Um... Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, was a noun not... and one was a verb. Let's not. No. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Grant Imahara when you need him? <laughs> we need to show a hard R for obvious reasons. Anyway. Quite all right. Moving right along. So speaking right of along. bad segues. Um, Go ahead, Zombrary. <laughs> things that are appropriate for children. Uh, if you want your kids to learn science from someone really awesome, you can dig out your old Bill Nye the Science Guy videos or you can get the brand new Wallace and Gromit science videos uh, which have recently been released in the US and it sounds absolutely adorable in every episode they talk to people who are making real inventions all over the world and then they make their own invention and hijinks inevitably ensue in adorable claymation there in really amazing are a pair of wrong trousers. <laughs> Everything's does better anybody, in claymation. Does yeah. anybody Everything remember is. that Everything's old science better. series where they would have uh, uh, the, there was the science guy, and then he had Mister Wizard. No, no, no. Then they, he had this rat, this guy Beekman's in a rat world. costume. Yeah, that's no, you're thinking of 1984. No, 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 no. no. It is Beekman's no. World. Beekman's, Beekman's World. Oh, yes, I, I love Beekman's that World. That was my. Favorite science show in the universe. I yeah. like so Mr. Good. Wizard. And no, I like Weird Science. That's my favorite science. <laughs> and um, yeah. Parents, if you have your children watch things like Beekman's World and Mr. Wizard, they too can grow up to be podcasters. <laughs> yes. That would be a very billionaire <laughs> podcasters. Wink. Billionaire podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm not lying. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, and if you are a billionaire podcaster, you know what you can buy for your honey? Uh-oh. A TARDIS wedding ring. Hello! Oh, yes! And it's so pretty. It is It's classy. Really yes, it is, TARDIS actually. wedding ring. It's surprisingly now, classy for what it is. Now, yes. does it regenerate every time you remarry? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I just got it. Yeah, ask. I think that one's a little ouchy. I think you just got hit, didn't you? No. Ow! I did now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the the real question that we have tonight is: three of these things belong together. The hills have eyes. Robot chicken and Holliston, oh God, and they oh God, all belong. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> you know this one, Laura. You know. Oh this. God! Oh God! Okay. Um, is it? Wait, wait! Don't tell me. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> it is our guest, indeed, Laura Ortiz. Laura, it is an absolute thrill having you with us today. It's so much fun being here. Well, you... be my best friends. Yes. Totally. <laughs> yes. Anytime. Fight Anytime you want to be on, how's that? Just Deal. Do anything. So, any 
you're in, babe. You are totally in. The Hills Have Eyes, Robot Chicken, and all of a sudden, you're not doing horror films. You're not doing uh, cartoon voices. You're in a horror sitcom called yes. Holliston. Holliston, yes, indeed. With my with, best friends. With <laughs> your best friends, one of whom happens to be Dee Snyder. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, 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 see, the whole idea is... <laughs> Dome, was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. We're getting there. Okay. Tell us about the series. So tell tell us about about the the series. Um, which one? I'm just kidding. Um, Holliston is about uh, aspiring horror movie filmmakers. It's definitely it's a sitcom, so it's funny, but it has lots of genre and horror elements to it. Uh, My particular character, Laura, she she was written based off of um, me. So she's a a Colombian-born artist uh, who paints. I don't paint in real life, though I wish I did. So she's actually a better version of me. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. Some people are like, oh, these characters are all playing lesser versions of themselves. And I'm like, "Uh, speak for yourself. (laughs) My girl paints dead babies. Um, That's kind of awesome. So... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, her art is awesome. I, I express my feelings and my love for everyone through dead babies. Um, <laughs> but it's oh, about sorry. these. <laughs> what better That's way awesome. to... <laughs> I love you. Here's the hanging aborted fetus. <laughs> I've worked oh, for years. <laughs> that would no, actually fly with a lot of us, so. That'd be cool. We'd be like, thank you. I think you're going to like it. Definitely, especially sci-fi and so much genre stuff in it. So anyway, because I play uh, a Colombian girl and because Adam in your life makes fun of how little I know or I know things, but I don't know that I know them until someone like, until I rewatch something. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally used to watch that in Spanish. So all all my references come from Star Wars. Uh, but we have a little bit of everything on the show. We have um, Adam and Joe, who are horror filmmakers in real life, but they're playing a version of themselves about 15 years ago when they still lived in their small towns and just really wanted to make it. Uh, Corey English plays a country singer who's a nurse, and she is a country singer in real life. Um, Dee Snyder plays Lance Rocket. Uh, he's uh, kind of making... He's having a lot of fun with what people think he must be like, which he's not at all. And he plays uh, the the cable station where Adam and Joe live. He plays their boss. And, of course, we have Odorous Urungus, who might be one of the oh sweetest person. He might be one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And he plays uh, Adam Green's imaginary friend who lives in his closet. So it's definitely, <laughs> at, at some points, we can have a lot of... Um, it's almost like a live action cartoon that has a lot of heart and it's a sitcom and has a lot of uh, relationships and, and, and love and heart because we all love each other in real life, but it's, it's so much fun. And, and, and when you get mad at a friend, you can blow their heads up. And so, <laughs> I don't know. How do you wow. this? <laughs> I think we need a blowing this? heads up button for the, the sound thing here. Can okay, we'll yeah. have to yes. get one of those. As I'm sure you're familiar with scanners, you can totally scan your friends on Hollis. Nice. Awesome. There's this incredibly cool 
uh, viral video of the, uh, uh, oh God, what's her name? Uh, Corey, Corey's audition. Yes. That ended up on, that's on YouTube. That is so just awesome. hilariously right? awkward and uncomfortable. You almost don't want to watch it, but you do. But you do. And, and I get the feeling that's kind of the way the whole show is. It's just this, this vague uncomfortableness through the whole thing of all these people together. It's, it's, well, no. you feel more uncomfortable for like adam who's going through like he just keeps getting like shit on by like Corey. just he's so in love with her and she's got like this handsome boyfriend and um just the advice that he gets and the stuff that we put him through because it's funny um but but at the end of the day i think it's something that's very relatable it's it's definitely uh, it, it has the same, to me, it sort of has the same feeling as like Saved by the Bell slash Friends had where it had like a lot of, well, like Saved by the Bell had a bunch of random, like, you know, he would stop and address everyone. I don't know why I'm, why I'm, why I'm, why I'm uh, comparing it to Saved by the Bell, but that's just what came to mind right now. But <laughs> Hey, at least it wasn't Star Wars, right? Yeah. yeah, not yet. So I think what you're that's saying is up. that it's all, it's all right. It oh, really is. God. Everything at the end of the day is all right. After Candyman comes and, and, and does what he does to Adam, I like don't want to give too much away, and I'm also bad at talking, but... Uh, really? You're doing that? a good job so far. You're doing a great job. You're, you're I mean, task so far. Lord. You've got you're syllables and also words that form sentences, so, so that seems all right to me. That's good. That's good. Okay. You're, do, you're doing the be- better than the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> you're doing better than Dome, at least. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Was that a question? Because I'm sitting here. I want to come. To I want to come back on the show, but with like a cool name. What will my name be? Okay, what would your name be? I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's my you. That's my name. Wait, what was it? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> and joining us tonight from Los Angeles, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> I'm going to sad right now, and I will change my name in the Screen Actors Guild Union. I'll spell it different, so I'll really be able to do it. No, you can actually spell it the same, just pronounce it differently. All the oh, letters like, are silent. It's Benedict. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Wow. You can change it to, like... This show know. sounds awesome. I was thinking of this. It's like you know, it's a horror comedy. I'm like, well, let's see. There's it's been the Adams family. It's definitely a sitcom. It's a sitcom. It's funny, but it has a lot. It's about these two guys who want to be horror filmmakers. So you get to see a lot of sort of like the behind the scenes stuff, and obviously a lot of their conversations a lot to do with the genre. And within that, we have so many people that come in. We have John Landis. We have uh, <gasps> Candyman. We have um, Candyman. We have Tony Todd. And a lot of other people that as soon as you see, you're going to recognize them. But I'm, I'm always not sure exactly who I'm supposed to be able to talk about. So you might have just gotten an exclusive. Ooh. We love exclusives. You, you know, Illustrator X, you say that, oh, horror sitcom sounds so weird. But one year ago, if I said fairy tale procedural, you would have been like, you're on crack. And Grimm exists. Grimm exists. <laughs> and so does uh, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that, that's yeah. not a, that's not necessarily a procedural, though. I mean, Grimm no, is clearly I mean, a procedural, and I mean, it's a very yeah. strict format. And and I think you know, horror sitcom. I think it could work. I think it could work, especially if it's like a comedy horror sitcom, which it sounds like it is. I mean, I'm in it. Obviously, it's gonna work. <laughs> She's living it, living the dream. If you like this, this is like an even better version of me on the show. <laughs> wow. Is such a thing possible? I, there really is. I paint. <laughs> Dead babies. <laughs> Have you gotten to do any of the fun horror stuff? Like, I was watching the Holliston trailer today, and it looked to me like Adam and Joe get to do all of the fun, like, face-peeling, head-exploding stuff. Did you get to do any of that? No. Are you going to get to? Well, Next maybe. season? Maybe. Maybe. I do have a lot of fun outfits. I'm sure in the promo you might have seen my awesome panda dress. Yes. Yes. Or, uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing ever. I actually got to keep that. Nice. Um, I may have stolen it, but it's in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell or publish this on the internet. Nobody will ever know that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know that I may have kept some of the outfits. <laughs> um, so I definitely have a lot of fun outfits. I get, I may, there might, there, there might be some. We'll see. I can't give too much away. You have to see it. It starts this Tuesday. It's exciting. Well, we can't yes, wait. That terrible. like we're pumped. We're ready to go. Yeah, definitely are. Definitely are. So how many how many episodes do you shoot in the first season? And do you we have got. Uh, what was that last question? And do you have a full season scheduled? We have um, six episodes, and you'll, we will be getting one episode uh, every Tuesday night starting April 3rd. And they'll actually be on i. If you don't get Fearnet for whatever reason, which you should try your hardest, they're going to be on iTunes the day after. Nice. Good. I was just going to ask um, you that. Yeah, and they're, um, they're also, there's six episodes, but Fearnet actually gave us a lot of freedom, and they really liked uh, what we did. They were, so, they were very happy with it, so we actually got to do uh, double, we're calling them monster-sized episodes, and um, they're about double the, the length that a normal sitcom is, but less commercials, so it's awesome. Yay. Nice! And, uh, so it's six episodes, but it feels like 12, but like in a really good way. Nice. I am so excited. <laughs> me, too, me too. Is it Tuesday yet? No, it's what? not Tuesday yet, but it's getting closer every Wait, moment. Wait, do we get Fearnet? That's okay. You we should. should. I know Some Time Warner gets it now. Uh, I know. I know Time Warner, AT and T, Verizon. Some people just get it on demand, and because yeah, it's Comcast the new has it. Yes, oh well, we have a stupid. A- we have a stupid cable thing for the building it's random and very small so it's very it's a crap so kriana you're gonna have to come up to area 51 and watch it or i can download it on itunes or better yet laura can your brother get us copies (laughs) (laughs) he'll probably get them like a year and a half later (laughs) you have to understand he's in a third world country did we tell that story yeah. on the air, or was that before we, we started that, taping? That was before we started taping. That was before. So I'll just tell it. My brother <laughs> my brother may or may not watch the things that I'm on uh, bootlegged. Because, and just a disclaimer, I don't condone it at all. 
But but he does live in a country where people make about two thousand dollars a year, and a DVD is like thirty dollars. So um, so sometimes he'll as I was giving him a speech on how like bad that is for me, he like buys me a sandwich, and he's like, "Here's your residual." (laughs) So Laura, explain to me how it happens that a young girl growing up in Colombia ends up in the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. I have no idea. Well, that was it. Um, no, well, I mean, I grew up in Colombia, uh, South America, and, and uh, my mom got a job. Her job brought her to Minnesota, they, it, and we grew up. And oh. I grew up half my life. I spent it in Rochester, Minnesota, by the Mayo Clinic, and um, where they make mayonnaise. And, uh, Obviously. <laughs> Why they call it the Mayo Clinic? Why else would they call it that? It's a really dumb. And then my parents and my parents decided to move to Florida when I was like sixteen. And then I found out I could graduate early because Florida's education system is great. And um, (laughs) and so I did. And I just worked. And as soon as I turned eighteen, I was here in LA and just going out on auditions and. The Hills of Eyes was actually my first movie audition, like six months after I got here, and and then I flew off to Morocco, and now here I am. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your whole on career Sci-Fi path. Saturday night, the pinnacle of all. That- <laughs> yeah, 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 we totally yeah. are. You know, I never you- wanted to be in movies. I wanted to be in this podcast, and I thought, I bet if I make a few movies, I can get on the podcast. <laughs> and you were yeah. right. And that's why you're now one of our favorite people. (laughs) So I'm done. I'm officially retired. (laughs) Laura, Laura, I have a question. When you were doing that, there must have been some talk around of, you know, again, just as we were saying at the first half of the show, why are they remaking this? Why are they remaking that? Did you get any flack about, wow, they're remaking Hills of Eyes? God, I just remembered when we were remaking it, I, everything I heard and saw was just so positive, and I feel like even if I saw anything negative, I was just so proud uh, being part of this movie that was awesome and working uh, on a movie that Wes Craven had done with Alexander Aja, who at the time had just done Hot Tension. Um, no, I don't really remember having any of that. I just remember it all being so positive and exciting for me, uh, and I think Alex Aja's vision, which I really trusted, just... Um, just really made this artistically and sort of, to me, beautiful horror movie. And I think it really honored the originals. So I was very proud of that. And I think, I don't know that I really remember hearing anything negative. Very nice. So then you go from that to voice acting in cartoons. And you end up in Horton Hears a Who with Steve Carell and Jim Carrey. Yes, I almost, I, it almost didn't happen because I um, actually, I did this commercial call for, for T-Mobile that a lot of people really liked. And from there, I got, a, I got a call that I had a voiceover audition, which I had never had uh, before. And, um, and I was in Florida at the time that I had it. And they're like, can you get us an MP3 thing of you reading this, these things? And I was like, uh, what's an MP3? Because I'm really good at technology. I'm really good at technology. And um, and I was like, no, I don't really think I can. I'm in Florida. And they're like, can you fly out tomorrow and do this? And I was like, oh, I don't have money. So, no. And um, and then, like, they, I guess the casting director really liked me, uh, Christian Kaplan. 
And they're like, okay, fine, just don't try and do anything. And then as soon as I, I got back, they're like, can you come in today? And I was like, I guess. And I went in and I, <laughs> I went in and I auditioned and I had no idea what it was for. And then they're like, okay, you got the job. And I was like, oh, oh okay, cool. And then, because uh, they didn't tell me it was Fort Horton here to who. They're just like, read some lines. They're just going to want to hear you. And I was like, okay. So I went and then I got the job. And then I went in. I'm like doing it. And I met with Jimmy Hayward, who's the director. And then he's like, so here's what it's going to look like. That guy, okay, so this is Jim Carrey's lines. And then this is, and I'm like, what? Wait, what? Who? <laughs> so I, I was like what and then they're like and that's Steve Carell Jamie Presley your mom and I'm like what <laughs> life is good I would have totally tried to fly out for that um, but yeah that's how I got that and, and, and pretty much every voiceover work that I've ever gotten has been uh, because of that T-Mobile commercial isn't that weird that that one commercial is actually what what got your voice out to these uh, casting agents? Yeah, I mean, you have no idea how this how this business is going to turn out. So I just say enjoy it all and and and, and do it all. Now that commercial got you like listed as a dictionary definition, right? Yes, I'm an urban I, I'm an urban dictionary definition. That's so cool. <laughs> Your name is actually a definition in the Urban Dictionary. That's the oddest thing ever. It's it's pretty amazing. It's very flattering. I want to be a definition. Wow. That's Obvi awesome. Obviously, you haven't looked up domed. Domed. <laughs> oh, 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 crap. That's true. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Somebody look up Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> <laughs> it says, see Laura Ortiz. We know we're in trouble. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody has to do that. <laughs> right now. So, Laura, do you prefer voice voiceover work, or do you like to do in front of the camera acting? Because I know some people have. I've read some interviews. I don't know anyone actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone either. But I've read interviews hey, where people say they really like doing voiceovers because they can go in their pajamas and it's much more relaxed. But which one do you like better? Um, I don't have one that I, I mean if I had to just choose one well, I can't choose one um huh. I don't have a preference they're both they're actually completely different uh, work environments uh, I I've always I always wanted to be an actress uh, so on and I, I love attention um, so probably in front of the camera but some of the I mean voiceover work is so rewarding in that I mean it's really hard to get I have friends that are like I'm trying to be in voiceover how do I start I'm like I have no idea I don't, this just happened to me get a T-Mobile um, commercial yeah, you just no, have really. to get into a T-Mobile commercial and then it, it'll come because even even doing voiceover I people are like so who does casting who does this I'm like I don't I don't really know but it's really hard to get but when you do do it it's I mean what a couple weeks ago I worked for like three minutes um so it's it's really nice work to get. It's fun. It's easy when you actually do it and if it's right for you. Um, but definitely on camera work, acting, being, you know, getting to work with a bunch of people and interacting with people is definitely more my passion. So if I had to choose one, I guess, on camera work. But one they're both very nice. One of the things people don't understand about voice actors is that, yeah, you're in a movie with Steve Carell. And and you probably n had scenes with Steve Carell in the movie. 
never met him. And never met him. No. Definitely you never see anyone. Sometimes I have a show on Disney called uh, Fish Hooks, which I love. And that was the, there was one episode where I actually um, got to see the script beforehand and that I got to work with my boyfriend (laughs) on the show, Jocktopus. But other than that, every every episode, I'm like, can I have a can I have a script? They're like, uh, no, just get there like five minutes before. They'll tell you what you're gonna say. And um, so it's 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 awesome. It's an awesome job. Sometimes I like bring cookies. I'm like, really, this is for me. That's all I have to do, you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, voiceover work. You can be with a million people and and not ever meet them. That's got to be the weirdest thing in the world, you know, because, you know, you sit there and you watch Horton years ago and you just go, yeah, they, they all sat together in a room and it, it's like a table reading, except it's nothing like a table reading. It is nothing. And it's very, um, I get really self-conscious sometimes because it's basically like you go in and you don't even see the people recording you. It's just they're like, it's your turn. So then you go into this room and it's just you by yourself. And then all of a sudden it's almost like you hear the voice of God. It just like comes behind you. Don't know where it's coming from, and they're like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, "I think so." (laughs) um, Then you like say it, and then they like you can't hear what they're talking about, but you see people talking about you, and you have no idea if they're going like, "She's awful," "That's horrible," or if they're like, "We like it," and then they're like, "Um, we like you to do that a different way now," and then you're like, "How so?" And then they then you don't hear anything again. You just hear you just see people talking about you. And you can only, like, imagine what they're saying. They're like, um, okay, yes, that's good. You can go now. And you're just like, okay, okay. I'm hoping you'll be back one day. It's nice <laughs> seeing you all. I would one think day I- there'd be more pressure on Holliston. I mean, not necessarily for your character, but it's like, okay, in this scene, his head's going to explode, and we're going to cut this person's throat. Oh, we got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my God, Halston. Actually, right now I'm working on on a pilot right now, and it's it's amazing and it's fun, and everyone there is is so nice. But um, but it's all like I, yesterday was my first day, and it's almost like the first day of school where you're just not really sure about things and you don't want to mess up and whatnot. So there's always that kind of like pressure that you put on yourself. But Halston, um, I knew everyone in the cast and everyone in the crew because Adam always. Uh, he he's so good at just using the same people over and over again if he can. Um, so it was really every morning you're waking up and hanging out with your friends, and even if you mess up, it's sort of like everyone kind of laughs about it, and then like you keep going or you can try different things. So there really has never been an experience like Holliston, but with everything else, it's sort of like you're there, somebody believed that you could do this, and then you sort of have all this pressure on yourself for like, oh my god, I hope I can do this, what they thought I could do. Um, you don't want to mess up, but but no, Holliston is definitely probably the, one of the easiest pressure pressure wise uh, shows that I've ever done. Wow, this sounds so much fun. <laughs> I, I know now. I just sound... really want to watch it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. I know. <laughs> Can I see it now? And, and yet, no. Mm. We have to wait till the third Tuesday. Ah! Tuesday. I will call on Thursday and test you if you guys have seen it or not. Seriously! Ooh. You know what? We invite you back on Thursday. If you would like to come back next Thursday and talk about the first episode, you are completely invited. Oh my god, I'll totally do it. Let me email myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't email myself, I won't show up. I need to see an email. <laughs> Sweetie, I think I have your he- cell number now. You will show up. 
Oh, okay, call me. Call me. You call imagine me our guest next week? Be like, hey, hold X, on. You know who's on next week? Julie. <laughs> yes. Julie Mayers is on next week. Oh my gosh, we'll all have a great time. No, 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 wait. No, wait. And I'm going to text my bestie, Laura, and um, she's going <laughs> to... <laughs> You're our new best friend, Laura. You can text me anytime. I'll come on. Oh. I have Skype from oh, my okay. phone, too, so... Excellent. Oh, Challenge God. accepted. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna text you. <laughs> I'll text you Tuesday or or possibly Wednesday, depending on if we actually get Fear Nut or not, and and tell you how awesome it was, and then remind you that you're coming back. Um, you can. I'm not making you do this, but I'm making you do this. Um, <laughs> so Fear Nut, I know like some. I mean, depends on your cable provider. They bring them in different packages, but some cable providers they just come in like your basic package. You just have to call and request it because it is a new network. Um, so I'm just I just highly recommend that because you might be able to just get it for whatever you're paying now. I, I'm actually so <laughs> I'm actually not paying anything. It's all included in my rental package, so I have very very little control. Almost none. You should call your landlord. Well, well, they're actually <laughs> upgrading. They're in the process of upgrading our cable, so I think we actually will be getting it. We might just not get it yet. Okay, okay. Right. Like I said, come, come, come to Area 51, and we can all sit down and watch it next Tuesday night. Oh, my gosh. I, I, may, take, I may drive up to Area 51 <laughs> just, just to watch it live because I'm, I'm that excited. Oh, totally. I'm so excited. Totally I totally not. just got cable in my... I, I didn't have cable either, but I totally just got it for my show. I do... I have, like, the, the, the Roku, and then I just go through, like, marathons of shows. I love yep. that. Uh, I love that. But, but since like, I'm on cable Abby. now... <laughs> That's good. You got cable so you could watch the show that you made. Yes. <laughs> Hey, this thing's that's happened. a good idea. No, I understand. I got carded to see my own movie. I mean, come on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> my grandmother got learned how to use the internet to read our blog. There are <laughs> things you do. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. So when The Hills Have Eyes came out, which was my first movie and the first thing I ever did, besides watching all the screenings, I paid to go see it with a friend. And as I was getting up to leave, this girl's like, excuse me, excuse me. Come here, can you and then she like pointed like to me like to come to her and I was like really shy and embarrassed but sort of excited that maybe she recognized who I was and I was like yes can I help you and she's like your head was in my way the entire movie oh, no! <laughs> and I'm like, oh okay I'm really sorry <laughs> you should have said oh I can reenact part of it for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's the, the story of my life it's the FearNet original series, Holliston, starring Adam Green, Joe Lynch, Corey English, and me, Dee Snyder, and the incredibly bubbly, wonderful, talented, and she's coming back next week, Laura Ortiz. Laura, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. You guys are fun. Yeah, Laura, please stick around for the next few minutes while sure, we do the rest. Sure, we'll do. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> X? X? Oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> so next week, as we just said, we're having a Wicked Unscripted interview with Wicked Little Studio artist Julie Myers. Then uh, Master of a Thousand Tiny Lines on April 14th, it's Cursed Pirate Girl creator and featured Boston Comic-Con artist Jeremy Bastion. Then on April 21st, it's the return of Steampunk City creator and Enlightened Monkey, Dave Gordon. <laughs> 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con. Come meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew at the Boston Comic-Con this April 21st and 22nd. Tickets available at www.bostoncomiccon.com. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at robwattsonline.com. Dome. The show is called Holliston. Our guest tonight, Laura Ortiz. And it's been one of those really, really <laughs> interesting nights tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and Grandma Carl Sombrari. And thank you, ladies. I have a new bestie. I'm disappointed. Aww. Why? Aww. Because I, I, I'm going to miss being your bestie. Oh, honey, you're my bestie in a different way. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> From the Four Color Vault Comics, great thanks to Illustrator X and the Dead Redhead. You know, there are hardly any songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. You already said that, Yeah, X. but what's the frog talking about? Oh. From Outpost Gallifrey, our gaming editor, Java, thank you, my friend. Watch for a Sci-Fi Saturday Night Musical Edition. Whoa. <laughs> no. Oh, no. This is... <laughs> This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.